When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to a very special edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. We are getting ready for the Super Bowl just a couple of days away. Maybe it's today, depending on when you're listening. Maybe it's tomorrow. Doesn't matter. It's in a couple of days as we record here, Friday afternoon. We have a. There you go. That's what you do. You give timestamps. That's what I've been doing on the podcast lately that you don't do. Yep, Our I, Friday, I, February 11th episode of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. Super Bowl go, edition. Go ahead. You take over. You take over. You got this. Thank you. Don't knock that down. A lot of things look like they're rumbling over there. Uh, if you're one of our viewers. Um, you ruined everything. Okay. Unreasonable Odds, Friday, February 11th. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Um, I do love the college basketball Saturday card, but you can find all that on my Twitter, which you can follow me at Julian Edlow. You can follow Steve at SBCannon24. You can follow the podcast at Unreasonable Odd. No S, of course, because we oh, ran out of room. Um, so we had our Wednesday edition uh, that we recorded with professional sports better Bill Krakenberger. If you haven't listened to that, certainly worth going back and uh, listening. B- uh, Bill doesn't just throw out plays all the time, but he came on and gave out a couple of plays that he is on for the Super Bowl, more than a couple of plays that he is on for the Super Bowl. So yep. uh, well worth your time. Um, also this week, congratulations to the 25 listeners that did receive, um, Super Bowl showdown tickets for the Millie Maker contest. Use them. Can't save them now. Football season's over. Use them. Remember to use them and good luck. We hope you guys win some money. Yep. Um, and we have a very special guest coming up, uh, for this big event. Um, Matthew Berry from ESPN. If you play fantasy, you know who Matthew Berry is. It's as it's as uh, as simple as that. So, Steve, if you've, seen, else if you've seen the Avengers, you know who Matthew Berry is. Yeah, I don't do that stuff. <laughs> I have not. So, in from in that aspect, I have no idea who Matthew Berry. Is. <laughs> yeah, but we're really looking forward to that. We'll get into some of the prop bets for the Super Bowl. Julian and I will also be tweeting out a. Um, ton of splits over the next couple of days on how the public is betting these splits as well so it may surprise you you know we got the uh, Gatorade colors out there heads or tails uh what was taking that so everything is going to be up on our Twitter pages so make sure to do that go ahead if you need splits on the coin flip to decide which way you're going then I can't help you I, I was actually curious so I wanted to look and see how that looked okay maybe we can even ask ask uh, Matthew Barry about that I mean, everybody's got an opinion on this one. Might as well get his too. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It is the burning question that people want to know. That is why we asked him to come on, just to ask him that question. Got to get the expert's opinion. You know what I'm he- heads or tails, end of interview. <laughs> Speaking of that interview, let's go to it right now. No time to waste. Special guest, we teased it earlier, Matthew Berry from ESPN. Um if you play fantasy football, if you bet on sports, uh, you probably already know who he is. Matthew, thank you for coming on with us, man. My pleasure. How are you guys? Doing it's great. It's Super Bowl man. Friday, so we're good. 
um, as yeah, as I imagine you are. Um, Before we get into this game specifically, when we bring new guests on the Unreasonable Odds podcast, we love to play a quick little icebreaker game called Know You Better. Um, So see what you did there because it's a betting (laughs) podcast, and the word better could mean like a better somebody who gambles on sports, but also know you better, like get to know somebody more in depth. So it's a nice play on words. I just, I wanted you guys to understand that it didn't go over my head. Like I understand <laughs> the very clever wordplay the two of you have concocted with this segment, <laughs> know you better. I'm pretty sure it was one of our producer's ideas, but we'll take yeah. credit for it. Yep. And well, it is. It is. I'm with you. I got it. I'm a hundred. I, I just, you know, some people are like, you know, did I catch that subtle humor? And I just wanted to let you know, yes, I did. <laughs> Perfect. And for clarification, yeah. it is it is spelt with an O. Um, right. <laughs> right. That's so now you joke, know which one. Because know you better would be the normal phrase, but because you've misspelled it with an O, that's the that's the double entendre, if you will. That's the dual meaning. That's where you're yep. like, ah, I get it. Yes. All right. Well, well now. Now that you have such a good grasp on this game, we will start off with, and yeah. this doesn't need this doesn't need to be you know most money you've won on anything. It doesn't have to be the highest plus odds. It's just your personal favorite bet that you have ever won. It's it's the one I wrote about. So I wrote this article on ESPN.com uh, this week. It was a Super Bowl uh, props betting column, and uh, my oldest son David is a big sports gambler as well. And so I live in Connecticut. And so this is the first year that I've ever been able to legally bet on sports because it came online at the very start of the football season. Uh, we, we only have three sports books we can choose from, unfortunately, but that's a rant for another day. DraftKings <laughs> is one of them. You got DraftKings, draft so you're all set. <laughs> I, I'm a, I am a DraftKings customer. I have a DraftKings account. I have many crowns. Um, so anyway. Wow. But, humble uh, humble brag. brag. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't want. I don't want to brag about my, you know, the size of my crowns. Um, but anyway, I'll merely just say this, which is, uh, so anyway, David and I. It is. You read the article, but it's just basically something that David and I bond over. Is our, um, uh, you know, is is our both love of sports gambling, and so on. The we had a four game. We had a four leg parlay in week seventeen. I'm sorry, week eighteen week 18 of the NFL season. And it basically came down to the Raiders chargers games where we had the over and it was a back and forth game. And anyway, so I take you through the game, but that particular bet, because David and I had sweated it all day long and we were excited about it. And we both took the same parlay. And so that was my favorite one, just because it was, it was something that I shared with my son was this four leg parlay. And you can read the article on ESPN.com. No, that's good stuff too. I mean, that's, that's really fun too. So obviously people have their, their favorite wins, What's the worst beat that you have taken or what's one that just like sticks out in your mind? And that was like, Oh my God, that was, that was a brutal one. Um, well, there was a, uh, another parlay, uh, that, um, that I did, uh, it was like, it was a, uh, it was literally a, um, uh, it was during the, it was during the playoff games. It was the same game parlay. And, uh, it was like a seven leg same game parlay. And I hit everything in the game, except I took Scotty Miller over eight and a half receiving yards. It was the Tampa Bay Rams game and Scotty Miller finished with eight. <laughs> he had one reception for eight yards. And, 
and I'm just like, I can't stupid, you know, I, you know, with no Godwin and, and no, yeah. uh, no Antonio Brown. I, I, I like the over on eight and a half and uh, she just didn't get you gotta lower, so that was a brutal. You gotta, you gotta lower the beat. shoulder there and, and pick up another yard. Yep. I'm just saying. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, I'm too, if saying. I remember this yeah, correctly, he, I think he had the first reception of that game too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was very early on. Very yep. early on. Like of all the like props, I was like, that's, that's the easy one. Like right. I thought, you know, there were a couple others, but like, I, you know, I, and like all my touchdown scores hit and I, you know, anyway, <sighs> what are you going to do? <laughs> all right. Well, I will tell you, I will tell you this, the other one, I'll, I'll give you one other one. That I'll just say like, so in the playoffs, uh, I made my, uh, you know, I do fantasy football for ESPN, right? And and because we, fantasy football is a huge business for the company, and uh, I do a lot. I do a daily podcast. I do a, a you know times a week uh, show for ESPN Plus. We do a three-hour show on Sunday. I write a column. I rank. I you know they keep me busy. And so as a result, I don't even though I personally bet in my life, I wasn't doing any gambling content during the season. But with the mm-hmm. with the season over. I started to do some gambling content. And so uh, they're like, do you want to do some stuff like with on daily wage, our show and sports center, blah, blah, blah. So the very first one I ever did was I took Josh Jacobs over 16 and a half rushing attempts against the Bengals in the, in the wildcard round. And if Jerome Boger could have kept a flag in his pocket for one time, <laughs> I hit that. Like I really wanted that bet just because it was like my first ever sort of public bet, you know, and um and uh, like he easily would have gotten the you know the, the rush down to the to the to like the one yard line and they call the like the really ticky tack holding call that takes away a rushing attempt and it takes away another one because he easily would have gotten their first and down you know first and first and goal in the one you figure Jacobs gets that one and then then it's a close game and all he needs is one more either one or two more I forget exactly to hit it but he easily would have hit it and that call and I'm just like screaming so that was another brutal one. Yeah, I, thank, I, you I for asking, thank you for bringing that up and making me relive that. That was nice. <laughs> I could do, I could have our longest podcast in the history of unreasonable odds. If we just let me go on bad beats and memorable losses. <laughs> um, and it would be our longest episode yet. <laughs> so I want to hit on some of the stuff that we, you have on ESPN.com. Um, your love hate article, which is up right now. Um, ESPN, ESPN.com slash chalk. I know you can get it that way. It's also on uh, ESPN plus you basically have 10 bets that you laid out here, five that you love five that you hate. And there's a lot that I agree with, but I wanted to get one of these ones out there because we kind of feel the same, but I also wanted to kind of get your insight on this one was cam Akers the under 83 and a half rushing and receiving yards. And Julian and I have been talking about this throughout the week. You know, Sony Michelle was a little bit more involved last week. We know acres got banged up and that's probably the reason why, but McVeigh's also been talking about, you know, Henderson being active for this game as well. So I feel like this is one of the biggest like question marks is how much of a workload is acres realistically going to get in this game? Cause quite frankly, at least how, how I felt since he's come back, They've been feeding him the ball, but he just hasn't looked great when he's been taking the ball. He's not gaining a lot of yards, not gaining a lot of yards after contact. So uh, what at least was your reasoning for liking the under of the 83 and a half? Well, a bunch. Of, first off, I agree with a lot of the things you said, like concerns about injury. Is he 100% healthy? Concern about workload. 
Sonny Michelle and um, uh, and potentially Daryl Henderson on Sunday. We also think about the fact that like you mentioned a ton of work, but like super inefficient, like lost in the fact, like I can't believe this guy had an Achilles injury eight months ago or whatever it is. And now he's playing, but like against the Buccaneers, he was 24 for 48 yards, 24 for 48 with a couple of brutal fumbles. Like it was an awful, awful stat line. And so in terms of the number, he's gone under it in two of the last three games during the playoffs, right? He's hit it once. He hit it once against Arizona when he had 95 yards. But if you look closer at that game, he got 40 of those 95 yards on a trick play from Odell Beckham Jr., where Beckham threw a pass. And so, listen, it's the Super Bowl. Maybe there's a trick play or two in there. The the only concern, but I just don't think because of the injury, because of the usage, um, because they haven't used him in the passing game all that much, I like the under on the total yards. I'm a little nervous about the the rushing yards prop only, just because people teams can run on Cincinnati. Sure. And so if they if he is healthier and he gets hot, or and the Rams are up, he could easily hit the rushing number. But I think given given the fact that the the combined rushing and receiving, I like the under here as well. I just think there's too many too many factors going against Acres in this one. Yep. I think the Rams backfield is going to be just from a player prop standpoint in this game is one of the biggest things to key key in on, especially with Henderson's status up in the air, but McVay saying he thinks he's going to go and then saying that they're, they're going to ride, they're going to ride the hot hand. So that means all three potentially are in the mix and we'll see where it goes from there. So I did. I know one last thing, just go ahead. in two of the three games, not that Arizona game. Again, he had the fluke play with Beck from Beckham, but the other two games, under 70 yards from scrimmage the number's eight and 83 and a half and so like he's been when he was healthier and getting all the work he went under this number in two of the last three right Right. um and yeah he got banged up in the last one but whatever he was out there and so now we're still not sure about the health and there's a chance that you know there's some competition in henderson and even if henderson doesn't have a huge game if henderson gets five touches in this game that's significant to Because those are five opportunities Acres isn't getting. Yep. No, Steve and I both cashed on some Acres unders in the NFC Championship game. Um, we're back on some in this game. I, I will say before we go to the Bengals backfield, Sony Michelle's rushing attempts prop did come up in the last 24 hours on DraftKings Sportsbook. It is four and a half. Four and a half carries. Um, so I did throw into on Twitter. I'm going to throw it into my article. I'm going to play Sony Michelle over four and a half carries, even if Henderson plays because of what McVay said, they're going to try them all and they're going to see who has the hot hand. Michelle has 10 plus carries in two of the three playoff games. Acres, those backbreaking fumbles against Tampa. What if he fumbles early and they just go with Michelle yeah. and Henderson? It's just five carries is, is not much. And Sony Michelle had a great Super Bowl against the Rams um, a few years ago. So he's got the experience the other backs don't have. Um, but let's go into yep. the Bengals backfield because you have Joe Mixon on your love side and on your hate side, love the receiving yep. over 26 and a half, which I am on with you. Yep. And you are, you hate the rushing yards. You are on under 64 and a half rushing yards for Mixon. I haven't bet that one, but I tend to agree with you. He's gone. I'm going to, you're probably going to say this. I'm going to steal one piece of your uh, argument before you go <laughs> here. He's gone over on the receiving yards five in a row. I know that. And that is one of the reasons that I am on it. Tell me why you are. Loving Joe Mixon in the receiving game and hating him in the rushing game. Yeah, well, you already mentioned over 20, he's, he's hit this number in five straight, right? So 27 or more receiving yards in five straight, as you, as you noted. Over that stretch, 
He's run at least 23 routes in every single game. He's got a 15 and a half percent target share. We don't know the status of CJ Uzoma, right? And so could there be a, you know, one or two more targets? Think about how the Cincinnati Bengals tried to attack the Chiefs. They're like, we just, they ran Mixon first and second down. They're like, we know our offensive line is bad. And one way, one way to mitigate that is like, they can't sack us if we don't pass. So they tried to establish the run they, and they ran. But what happened is, is that Joe Burrow got in these third and long situations constantly. And then they had to make a furious comeback and it ended up working out. But I don't think when you sit there and go like, okay, again, our offensive line isn't great. And we're going against the Rams defensive line, which is even better than the Chiefs defensive line. I don't think they're going to do that. So one way to mitigate a, an imposing pass rush is quick dump offs to your running back. And so that's my expectation here is that whether it's the Rams blitzing, whether it's just them coming out, whether it's more of a, uh, more of a strategy, I think they involve Joe Mixon quite a bit in the receiving game, whether it's on design plays or just, again, you know, quick, quick read, hot read, just trying to get rid of the ball very quickly. He's out there. Obviously he plays a ton of snaps and also we expect the Bengals to be trailing in this game. And I think it's incredible too, that the Bengals took so long to kind of get him involved in the receiving game. Cause you look back in the beginning of the season, he was lucky to get maybe two targets a game. And then we saw in that championship game against the chiefs, Burrow was trying to get the ball out so quickly because of the impending pressure. Cause we saw how much the Titans got that on him and the ball is naturally going to mix him. So I was surprised that it's taken so long to get the ball to him, but I think it's been a better game plan for them because he's a very efficient pass catcher and he can gain some yards after the catch too. I'm surprised it's taken this long. I am. I am too. I thought, I didn't love Zach Taylor's game plan against the Chiefs, whatever. They're in the Super Bowl. It all worked out. But it, I feel like they, they got a little lucky to be here. And certainly uh, they did themselves no favors offensively early in that game. So I agree with you. He's a weapon. He's a weapon in the receiving game. They've used him a lot there uh, with success. And so, yeah, give me the over here on the receiving yards. And just conversely of that, like it's also – that's also why I'm taking, in terms of a correlated bet, I'm taking the under on the rushing yards. He's had under 60 rushing yards in six of the past eight games, so he hasn't really hit that number. And um, uh, I don't know what it is on DraftKings. Last time I looked, I think it was 62 and a half. I'm now in California, so I can't, uh, you know, it's very frustrating. I had to put in all my bets before I left. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, so, um, uh, but anyway, but like he's hit, the, he's gone under this number in six of the last eight games. He's averaging just 3.46 yards per carry over that stretch. And as we talked about how good this Rams defensive line is in the postseason, they're allowing 42 rushing yards a game total. They're allowing 42 rushing yards a game. And the number here is over 60 for just Joe Mixon alone. We expect them to be down this game. I, I love the under on Joe Mixon rushing in this one. So I want to, uh, we want to ask you a couple of fantasy questions too, because obviously you're one of, you know, the top fantasy gurus in the industry. Um, what is your favorite fantasy play in this Super Bowl game? Do you think there's anybody that you like out of everyone playing in this game? This is the guy I got to be going to. Well, look, I mean, everyone, look, you know, my little Cooper cup, right. But that's sort of like, you know, it depends on, you know, we talk in a cash game, we talk in a, we talk in, you know, uh, uh, you know, like a, you know, uh, um, a single game, you know, we're talking cash game, we're talking a big tournament, a GPP, that kind of thing like this. I will say, how about this? I do think everyone's going to talk about, should I go Chase? Should I go Higgins? Yep. I think Ty Tyler Boyd has a chance here, right? 
end zone target in four of the past five games, multiple red zone targets and an end zone target in two of the last three games. Again, Uzoma is either not going to play in this game or going to be very limited here. They got Eric Weddle, you know, 4,000-year-old Eric Weddle in the middle of the field. And so, you know, between the hashes this year, even before, you know, before they had the injuries and they're, they, you know, they have to ask Eric Weddle to get out of his uh, living room and, and come throw in a uniform, Rams allowed the second highest completion percentage between the hashes. He actually leads the Bengals in targets and catches between the hashes. So it's an area to attack on the Rams. Again, second highest completion percentage allowed between the hashes. And when they're, who do they look to between the hashes? They look to Tyler Boyd. So I, one of the props that I had in the column was Tyler Boyd, anytime touchdown, um, who has, you know, uh, at plus money, really good plus money. But I do think that would be somebody who is probably under rostered uh, in, you know, in showdowns and that kind of thing. Definitely. I like that. And you've got them listed there at plus 190. So you're almost doubling your, doubling your money on uh, Boyd to reach the end zone. Let me just see what he is on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Oh, yeah. I, I think really good, really good plus money on, on Tyler Boyd uh, to reach the end zone. So there you go. Um, let's, let's finish up on this game really quick. It sounds like you are a uh, potential Rams backer. Spread is down to four here. Who who do you think wins and covers this Super Bowl? And I'll tell you this. I'll give you a stat real quick before you answer. You're just picking winners here because the winner of the Super Bowl is 47-6-2 against the spread. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I folk, Because of what I do for a living, I focus on player props. That's where I find my edge. Yeah. Uh, I think the Rams win. Um, if, if I was told I had to bet the line, I would take the Rams, you know, uh, given the four, uh, I think it's close. My, I'm the only reason I'm nervous about the four, uh, is they got, you've got, it's going to be a close game. We expect to be a close game at least. And you have two really good kickers. And, and so right. oh, you could just see Zach Taylor doing something like, I'm down, I'm down seven, whatever. Let me, you know, I'll just kick a field and like, I don't know. Um, so that's you just because the really good field goal kickers, it makes me a little bit nervous, but yes, I do think the Rams win. And I think it's more likely that the Rams cover. If you're asking me to, you know, am I taking at, you know, if the line's four, am I taking Rams or I'm taking the Bengals? I'm taking the Rams, but I'm just being honest. I didn't bet the line. I didn't, yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't bet that. I do no, think it's, the Rams it's a win. Super Bowl podcast. We, we got to pin you down while you're here and make you pick yeah. the Super Bowl. Those are the rules. <laughs> I'm pinned. <laughs> <laughs> Consider me understood. I'm pinned. I'm yep. pinned. So now, how you now you know me better with an O. There we go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Very, uh, very good way to tie it all together. Then. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what's called a callback. Yeah. Yes. Um. All right. Well, we just got like another minute here, Steve. Anything else we yep. want to wrap up with? We got to get the the pressing question: Is it heads or tails on the coin flip? Oh, this God. is what everyone I, will be judging you on. Yeah, fair enough. I'll say tails. I'll tails. Oh, all right. That's what tails I like, never, baby. Yes. Tails, tails never fails. Um, tails never tell tails, tails never fails. Um, I'll give you uh, uh, a um uh I, I, I haven't I don't know where this prop is. I think it's somewhere, but uh, I do like in terms of just like really goofy props, I do like Yes, on will Eminem have a hat or hoodie for the Super Bowl? Oh, I've heard that. I don't know if we we don't have halftime props up on DraftKings Sportsbook yet, and I don't know if we will or not. 
Um, but yes, I've heard people love Eminem to be wearing a hat Ooh, uh, for right. that performance. <laughs> yeah, which obviously, yeah, that's we'll make sure we note that's your that's your best bet. Matthew <laughs> Barry came on Eminem. Yeah, yeah. If you hat. guys, you guys could uh, if you guys could tweet that out and then also put some paid social marketing behind it just to make sure it's you know, yeah, maybe uh, maybe put it. Um, you guys are probably doing a Super Bowl ad, you know, maybe put it in that too. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah that perfect. <laughs> that'd be that'd be fantastic. Yeah, I've been trying to crack the Super Bowl ad for a couple of years and it hasn't worked, but I'm still <laughs> going to keep trying and working on that. Yeah, I think I'm Super Bowl commercial material. I do. I, I absolutely. Hey, we, we could use we could use Jerry Rice or or Julian. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to give the people what they want. People what do confuse want. me with Julian Edelman all the time. Our names are very similar. Um, I believe that. Uh, yeah. You look like confused. a slot receiver. Yes. I don't have much speed, but, um, but I could definitely get guy. over eight and a half yards. I would, I would put my shoulder down for that extra half a yard. There you <laughs> go. All right. You're the anti-Scotty Yes, I'm the anti-Scotty <laughs> um, That is Matthew Berry dropping some fantasy knowledge, dropping some love-hate uh, knowledge on the player prop market. Make sure that you check out his column on ESPN. Um, if you're not one of his one million and something Twitter followers, at Matthew Barry TMR, you can uh, become one of them. Um, Matthew, thank you so much for joining us. Seriously, I, I was, I vividly, I'll give you two second story. I vividly remember sitting in college with no major and being like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. And as I'm doing this, I'm reading a Brad Evans article on my laptop and Matthew Barry is on my TV. And I'm like, well, these guys are talking about like fantasy sports and writing about it. So that's like the one thing I like. Why don't I just try and do that? And boom. Right. What do you yeah, know? these these two jamokes can do it. I can definitely do it. <laughs> yes, exactly my look, thoughts. <laughs> look at that. How hard would it be if these two idiots have made a career of it somehow? So, uh, yeah, random story. Brad Evans started with me. Like, I before I came to ESPN, I had an old website called TownsandMrRoto.com, and Brad was a was somebody who was posting on my message boards. Yep. Oh, I, I remember. It was, it was a, I thought it was an interesting writer and uh, unique a unique point of view and i said you want to come try writing for me and uh so he did and obviously he has had a great career i remember so, those days uh, yeah. there it is it random all... story yes no i love it it all it all it all ties together way way back in the day um all right matthew barry espn unreasonable odds podcast uh follow him on twitter follow us on twitter Good luck to all of the listeners in the Super Bowl, whether it be showdown contest, prop bets, one of the million other bets that you can uh, have out there, Eminem wearing a hat, anything. Um, good luck to you making your money this weekend. Unreasonable odds going on break for a couple weeks after the Super Bowl. We will be back in March for plenty of March Madness content. Thank you for listening. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, everybody.